That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Washed Up. Um, As three privileged white males, the fellows of Washed Up want to stand by the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, As three privileged white males, we have no idea and we cannot relate to what it feels to be systematically oppressed and discriminated as black Americans. And the Black Lives Matter movement should be matters at the least. All right. Black people are loved, admired they're looked up to matters is the smallest form and if we all can't agree on that we need to fix society as a whole yeah there's no doubt about that i agree 100 percent with everything you said i just want to give a shout out to all the protesters out there that are looking to do the right thing and i praise you guys for that and gals for that and um i'd like to give a quick shout out to our buddy uh Graham, he's doing a lot of good stuff out there. If you need any links or anything like that, you can go visit his page. We had him on previously, like we said, with this Chicago, the charity that he works with. It's they're doing unbelievable things. And um, if you haven't been on social media lately, I mean, it's easy to find links, any way to help, any way you can. I know some people still have to go to work every day, and some people can't go protest. So you can just go find really easy ways to go and help out. Yeah, the least we can do is just lend an ear, listen to what it's like, like a day in the life of their shoes. Like, I don't know what it would be like walking down the street, seeing a police officer and literally being kind of in fear of it. And it's just, it's it's a total dichotomy um, and a huge change, a, a huge change that needs to be made. And um Honestly, I'm glad to see that both white and black uh, people in every race are unifying behind this movement. And it really is something that needs to be changed. Absolutely. So in the episode description, we'll leave some links and uh, tabs of where we can go to donate and where we can put our resources. If our resources are money, if our resources are our time, Anything that we have that we can give to the greater good, I'll put some links in the bio. We'll share them on the Washed Up page. Um, I just didn't want anyone to think that since we were silent that we didn't that we were against it. As a group, we've been brainstorming how we want to go about it because as three white males, the inevitable. You were saying, wait, like the inevitable to it is that you may think, not may think that. We were silent on it, but it's just like like you were just saying, three white males just trying to understand what's going on. Um, it could be a little bit on us that we didn't educate ourselves enough, but uh, I guarantee you one thing that I and I know both of you will also be there to listen, no doubt about it. And this sounds really cliche, but just to further educate ourselves and, may, and I just hope it's not too late. Yeah. Anything at this point that we can do to support the movement, I'm fully involved in that. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, 
But we just wanted to get that out, and we wanted it to be clear that the Washed Up podcast and the fellas of Washed Up are in full support of the movement, and we will be doing anything we can. With that being said, welcome back to another episode of Washed Up. coming from the city Can come get me. I'm in the windy city. So you can come get me. I'm in the windy city. Be kit like a Louisville slugger, and I'm pointing in the field because I've been seeing this coming around the big. Pondering through some things through my uh, list of things. Five million thoughts that go through my head on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> probably about ninety-seven point eight percent of them are useless, but some of them kind of bring some heat to conversation. And I was thinking about this because I was having this conversation the other day about how obviously I would never want this to happen. I would never want the last concert that I saw to be the last concert that I ever see. And I think things are getting better and concerts will eventually come back, even though Lollapalooza just got canceled, which honestly might be for the greater good for me. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. But uh, I was uh, putting up the question. The last person I saw was uh, Nathaniel Ratliff, not Harry Potter. It was great. <laughs> but um, I don't know if I would have wanted it to be the last concert that I ever saw. So I was just wondering between you two, if you had the choice and you knew it was going to be the last concert you were able to ever see, who would it be and why? And you could also pick where if you wanted to. Well, so actually the last concert I saw live was phenomenal. I saw the Rolling Stones at um, Soldier Field with my mom, my uncle, my aunt, and like my three cousins, three other cousins. And like it was spectacular, like beers, chilling outside like if that's my last one god forbid like i went out with a bank there's nothing like seeing a concert at soldier field like when i was 16 or 17 i went to spring awakening yeah. i know really sick but, <laughs> like you get to walk onto the, I, I don't know if you're on the field but whatever even if you're not even if you're in the stands you get to walk out on there and just see what's going on a lot of the people probably don't fucking care because i mean yeah did molly for the first time on soldier field yeah. Yeah. Spring yeah, Awakening okay. is like, oh, they brought music to the drugs festival. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But um yeah, it's really cool to just look around and see what the players would see <laughs> other than <laughs> a huge fucking stage. But um you get the gist of what I'm saying. It's yeah. Concert, cool especially the Rolling Stones. I mean, you can't really uh replace that with anything. But Yeah, I tweet yeah. while I was at Soldier Field for that, I tweeted when I was in the bathroom, I tweeted a uh, picture of the stadium with the caption bears up 20 at half. <laughs> it did not get that much likes. It didn't get any of the admiration that I thought it would. Dude, sidebar for a second. I have been putting out absolute heaters on Twitter and they've been. Uh-huh. Right, dude. I, I will get the like notification. I kind of hate that this happens, but I like it sometimes when social media apps just like let you know that somebody did something. I'm like, yeah. Congrats. I it's going to be like a favorite or retweet, but it's someone that like a tweet you should see. Yeah. It's like, how, to. how do you react kn- mine? Yeah. You don't know shit about shit. All right. So I'll answer my own question here about who I would see. Mm-hmm. And it would probably, it would probably be, be 
honestly, I know this is going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. It would have to be J. Cole at um, in Chapel Hill if he ever did it. Really? Never, I've never been to a North Carolina game, but that would be absolutely nasty. It's his home state. He's my favorite rapper. He's the greatest rapper. Tar Heels. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough call. It really is. J. Cole would be sick. Like he's actually one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's plan it. Dude, I bet he performs there like semi annually. I mean, like, he's so right. fucking he's so big now that like I don't even know if he could fit like the amount of people that could go see him. Oh, exactly. But then he could jack up the ticket prices. Make All, that bread. Right. All right, let's take it easy on the prices. We got. We we don't have the greatest of yeah, incomes right rich. now. Yeah. yeah. By the time J. Cole does the show that Brady wants and by the time that world is back to normal, this podcast is going to be number oh, five yeah. on Apple Podcasts. I'm not going for number one, but number five. <laughs> I live my whole life based on the fact that you told me you were either perfect <laughs> What? That doesn't even make I sense. How when I said that. You could be <laughs> second, third. Hell, you can even be fourth. I'll take fourth. Yeah. Um, I actually, as of late, have been getting really back into uh, Andre 3000, especially in Outcast. Hell yeah. I think yeah. I think that would be a wild show. And just because I've seen such – I've just had so much fun at Soldier Field, regardless of what I'm there for, that I think I just want it at Soldier Field again. No doubt. I've heard that the concerts that they put on at Wrigley are a lot of fun. Um, I was I went to Jimmy Buffett and I was torched, but um, it was really good. It Jimmy was Buffett, like, a concert, like yeah, it, it was it's like the whitest concert of all time in yeah. Wrigleyville. Yeah, oh <laughs> it, it was. It was. Yeah, but like so was, many Tommy Bahama shirts. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have a wine drink. I get in. I had a flamingo shirt on. Yeah. I think Jimmy Buffett in Wrigleyville is just like a perfect storm for Wrigley. Yeah, but because there's probably nothing crazy going on because everyone's just either high on life or smoking pot. Uh, They're only doing uppers, the fun stuff. I didn't say that. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with a couple nose beers. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Sid. Who knows? I'd be down to get Sid. What did I say? What I say? Brez, you have an answer? No, I do have an answer. I'm I'm just tough deciding between uh, Tame Impala or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Venue, um, venue would be tough. Red Rocks in Colorado would be sick. I might change my answer and go with you to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, the last, the last, actually, the last concert. Oh, it'd be so sick! I saw both of them once. I both at Lollapalooza. I saw Tame Impala last year, and um, it was probably the best concert I've ever been to in my life. It's fucking bananas that one guy produces all of that music, and he just travels with another band that like reads his sheet music. He plays every single one of those instrument instruments, and then pieces all of the songs together instrument by instrument is one dude musicians like 
I I'm at a loss for words right now for what I'm about to try and to say. We'll help you and out. I, I watched Rocket Man the other day. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's fucking phenomenal. He's just playing the piano and then he walks into his class where he's going to the piano and the teacher's just playing like a 30 second piano, whatever you call it. I don't fucking know. Um, and he gets up to the piano, never heard the song before and plays it right there. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't even tell you the ABC sometimes <laughs> and can be sheet music. Yeah, I think... I think back in when Elton John hit that movie, actually, I loved that movie. It gave me a panic attack when he fell into the pool. That scene, that scene gave me a full on panic attack and I didn't know what reality was. But besides that, I loved the movie. And I think one of his concerts before he got big at that like dive bar would have been so fun. Oh my God. He was, no one's ever seen anything like it. Yeah. He was electric factory, bro. He comes out just sitting at a piano with like feathers on. Right. Yeah. Right. He was super flamboyant before it was like, honestly, socially. Oh yeah. Big time. He wasn't afraid to be himself. No. I mean, now it's, it's, it's much more accepted to do so. So, I mean, honestly, take some courage to just go out there and be like, F everybody. I'm just going to do me. Right. And that's kind of what's going on like now. Uh, I hate to go back, but uh, because this is a cool topic, but like you're starting to see like some people's true colors come out these days. Oh, it's like it's crazy. It's fucking unbelievable. I sound like such a Karen right now, but it's fucking disgusting, dude. What people are doing on social media. Well, Karen wouldn't say that. Karen would agree with everything that's going on. Right. I. I, that's why. That's why he's not trying to sound. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, My bad. I mean, it's it's for something someone way more educated than me to talk about. It's unbelievable. Right? Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. And that's another thing that I forgot to mention. It's like so, like I'm here for the support of the whole movement, but I also just feel like anxious and guilty for not having all the words or like having the fix. And I know it's not possible for us to just have a fix and that what we do and what we say and how we act from here is what matters. But it just like, it's so strange seeing some people's opinions put out there when like Instagram was just like living my best life on a boat. And now it's like political view, political view, and then there's some people who are against it, and it's like unfollow me, and then I'm like unfollow all these people. Yeah, yeah. I honestly have been going on social media and just getting such bad anxiety because I see this shit, and like I'm like I have too many people to unfollow that I just get off. Yeah, I, it, everything has become so hyper politicized. I mean, now currently in like this current climate, it makes sense, um, but the like the spin zones that people like people are taking like trying to extrapolate things from specific movements and trying to make them even more political and that that's like it's like a distraction from the like the main point like what right. everybody's protesting for and no, like, no. like that really kind people of who are the people who are spin zoning shit don't realize that they're the fucking problem right exactly exactly uh, like you don't need to 
address the fact that looting's a problem. Like, the main problem is the systematic oppression and discrimination of black people and the innocent killing of black people. The looting is a side effect. Right. Yeah. And that puts, like, ammo in people that are, like, super prejudiced to be, like, CC. Like, I've heard that and seen that on social media. Yeah. So many times that it's, like, it's actually sickening. It's, like... it just becomes so hypocritical to be like, oh, see, there's a couple people looting. And yeah. the next day they they post, oh, there's only a couple bad apples. Yeah. Well, it's, the, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. I know. Yeah. Before you fucking talk. And like, yeah. And like we it sucks is because you don't have to. There isn't like a fucking uh, robot on there that makes you think before you talk. You're right. Just fucking whatever you want. Right. And I just caught myself laughing, and that's because of how absurd the whole thing sounds if you have the common sense and were raised around everyone, like just people in general. If you were raised around people, I was taught from the youngest of ages, look people in their eyes, shake their hand, and get to know somebody. Don't judge anybody, and you can judge them once you find out that they're an asshole, but... right. Everybody deserves a handshake and a look in the eye. Yeah. And that's what it comes but down yeah. to. That, And the fact of the matter is, it's I don't know how we can change people's views on that. Like, if, if, yeah. they're, if they're already, like that racist-ass dude from River Forest, he got charged with a hate crime, hell yeah. But, like, there's no, a he's a piece of shit. There's no changing that guy's point of view. In his head... He didn't do a thing wrong. So how do you how does he how does he change? How does he now become better? You know? That's the biggest problem. That's that, the biggest like, problem. That's why they're so scared of millennials in our generation is because we're fucking we stick out for ourselves. And the the biggest problem is that it's going to take some time. And if people, if we can be patient, then things will be great eventually. But it's going to take some time and it's it's a lot of time that people don't want to take anymore and i totally understand right the thing is the black community has been patient for what the last the last civil rights movement was in 1968 and there's been almost no systematic change in what is that 50 years yeah roughly yeah like that that'd be infuriating like if i was a member of that community i'd be like the fuck dude yeah i mean the outrage is justifiable 1000 percent, because there hasn't been any systematic change and the other thing too i mean getting back into like for a very brief second like politics like you look at the average age of a u.s senator and the like somebody in the house of representatives um and they're old as fuck like you need somebody like we need more people in positions of power with like a fresher perspective on the world almost. Hands down, yeah. See, like that that those things come to our head like right away. The people who are in power like that, that's not even on their fucking dashboard. Yeah. Like that that button that button isn't on their desk. That pen isn't in their hand to write that out. But for us, like we were raised differently. Like we, like 
I don't know. It's it's Race right. Right. Exactly. And I we're I think we're making a lot of good steps and it's definitely not going to get solved overnight, but it feels like there's just so much in the way and so that's why I agree with like all of this, the protesting, the donations, the support, everything. And as we've said before, what we can do is listen and learn and grow our minds. Like we don't have all the answers, but if we don't listen, then we can't just talk out of our ass. We have to listen. We have to learn. And one of the main ways to learn is through experience and to hear what's going on. And if you're so close minded, you're fucked. And I don't want to talk to you. Right. If you're close minded and you listen to this podcast, fucking unfollow it. Yeah. And I love how we got to all of that through Elton John. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's the way this podcast works. Yeah. Sometimes our tangents lead us in the best of ways. Right. With the clearest but, of hearts. Uh, transitioning off that, there has been protests in many cities. Mm-hmm. And another one of the wild thoughts I was going through my head and also going through social media. Um, I was like a bunch of stuff about uh, like all time great sports teams. Like if you put LeBron, uh, Kobe, Shaq, uh, Kareem and Magic Johnson on the same team, would they be like Michael D Rose, Scottie Pippen and all of them? And I was just wondering, I was going through it. Well, I mean, everyone knows I'm a dire Bulls fan. Yeah. So I mean, you put Jordan and four rocks out there. We're going to win. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about it for like music and everything too, and famous people. Sure. And um, obviously, LA would win, but that's because everybody moves there. Right. Where people are born, I think Chicago is right up there. Oh, if you do it by birth city, Chicago is stacked as hell. Perez, I don't know what you did to your damn microphone or if it's my earphones. No, it's. You sound. Yeah. You sound like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh oh. Am I like you're just my, my computer's a little weird. It's a Chromebook. That's okay. We can Yeah, I can still hear you, but something did change when you were talking last time. You're good. Um, okay. But yeah, if we if we do born in, we lose Michael. Yeah. Oh no, he said in the documentary <laughs> I was born in North Carolina, but Chicago like made me. Yeah. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I mean, we still got Anthony Davis, Dwayne Wade. Uh, KG. Do we have K- – no, we don't have K- – do we have KG? Yeah, I mean, he went to Farragut. He went, yeah, he went to Farragut. And yeah. he actually was the second-best player on his high school team. Yeah, that other yeah, guy. I saw that. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah. God, now this is bugging me because um, there's a few other, like – Super superstars. Isaiah Thomas. Um, we don't talk else? about him. Yeah, we don't like him. Yeah. Um, we get. Travel we got we got Sterling Brown. We got Shannon Brown. Michael Finley. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. Pat Clifford. <laughs> Pat Clifford. Uh, Iman Shumpert. Sign it yeah, up. That's crazy that he – I for, always forget that he went to OPR. Yeah. Corey Maggette. Oh, shit. But, uh, he was sick back in the day. Yeah, I had uh, – when I did the Oak Park basketball camp in grade school, Iman was in 
was on the varsity team so we had like their whole team as like coaches so i got drafted oh, by <laughs> i got i got drafted by Iman shumpert not a big deal it wasn't for your damn knee if it wasn't for my damn knee and my rolled ankle 14 times i'd be dunking still all right we're going back in time we got mark aguire we got the original tim hardaway who is way better than his son hell yeah um we I got mark mcguire no. Mark Aguirre. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought we... Lauren Howard, Kendall Gill. Kendall Gill is pretty good. If anybody from, like, Ohio or California or Texas or Florida did this podcast, they would absolutely murk us. Oh, so easily. Yeah. If... I was just solely basing it off of having Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but the, the, the tank that we got, we got Eddie Curry, man. You remember? Yes, dude. I was just reading about him last week. So there is a billion pounds right now. Yeah, if you have some time to read his story, it's fucked up, man. He got fucked and fucked himself at the same time. It was it's bad. Yeah. Uh Oh, like uncut gem style. Like what happened? Um, so uh, So he lost all his money, but before that, his his ex-girlfriend got killed with his um, kid in the house oh, by fuck. his, like, a business partner he had. Uh, it's the Dude, you just got to read it. Yeah, we'll brush up on that and maybe bring it up next episode. I've, I've, I've brought this up a million times. I don't read good. No, either do we. Um, but while we're on the topic, we might have NBA. Oh, Brez, maybe you're coming back with a better mic. Um, NBA is coming back, but Brez isn't. <laughs> um, God damn it! You're good, dude. Just we'll ride it out because um, right. it, it doesn't sound that bad. You just sound different. Um, but Brez, can you run us through what the NBA is trying to do the rest of the year? So they are locating in um, Disney World, and what they're doing is they're bringing down. I think it's sixteen, not sixteen teams. 20 teams or 22 teams um and the teams that they're bringing down that are outside of the playoff window uh have to be within six games of the um like the eight seed so there's three additional teams from the wet or four additional teams from the west and i think the only team from the east that's getting invited is the washington wizards um and then those the eight and nine seeds are going to have play-in games, um, and basically the ninth seed team has to win two games, whereas the eighth seed team has to win one. So it's a one and done if, say, the Magic beat the Wizards. Oh, uh, um, for sure. Uh, but the whole thing is a ploy to try and get Zion in the playoffs. I think um, makes sense because it'll bring in viewership. Uh, because the cutoff was six games and the Pelicans are five and a half games back. The thing, uh, the thing they're not understanding is that the viewership is going to be skyrocketed no matter what. Yeah. The, the amount the of problem though is like the lost revenue at the gate. So, I mean, you already know playoff tickets are sold at a massive premium to mm-hmm. any regular season game. Even if it's like a rivalry game, like the Lakers Clippers games, those games, like one of my buddies had like from LA 
had a ticket to one of those games, he was in like the three hundreds and it was like four hundred and eighty dollars for a ticket. Oh yeah. Like, and I mean that means if you're sitting courtside, you're looking at like a four to five figure ticket. Like get the fuck out of here. Like could you imagine being rich enough to be like I'll sit courtside for twelve G's. Yeah, like, I mean uh, if if one ticket's like four forty five hundred dollars, that's like I can't wait for the day that that feels like four dollars and fifty cents. Oh, I know. But and when when that happens, I'll probably um, be courtside at every game of the Bulls and probably on the field for the White Sox. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the other thing, like the the timing of it, I believe it begins the third week in July, mm-hmm. and then the playoffs would begin. Um, the first, like the first week of August. So the thing is like your finals are going to be like late September, early October, which is usually right around the time that preseason starts. Yeah. So the NBA is considering, uh, moving the start date of the season back to like Christmas day, which would make sense because that would be, uh, like equivalent in time to the um, like usual off season. Sure. The thing is that could be a permanent change. I mean, Mark Cuban has been lobbying to move the start of the season back to, I think, yeah, around Christmas day for years, um, which I wouldn't mind. Cause then you have like an uninterrupted football season. The thing is like, who knows if college football is happening? I mean, teams are going back and stuff, but if there's like a kickback on COVID, right. it's all up in the air. Right. All right. I'm going to say something that you guys are probably going to be like, you're an asshole, but <laughs> I don't think that they should do anything this year. I don't think they should do anything, even the NFL. You're an asshole. I know. Yeah, you're an asshole. But listen, listen to me. Just like the stock market, Warren Buffett always says, hold, don't sell. And look at him. He's making a ton of money. I get it. He lost some money earlier, but does fucking 0.001% of his salary. So if they wait and the second wave comes, then everything goes back to normal next year. I've already thrown 2020 in the garbage. The thing is, will it ever go back to normal? Yes. I'm, I'm I'm going to will it back to normal. I don't think time will actually do anything. I like, I honestly think being in front of other people, the more antibodies that are built up, the lower susceptibility of the public of actually getting it to a fatal point. <laughs> like the same thing yeah. happened again. The words went in Brady's head, got to his brain and went out the other ear. If you're, if you're, if like people like us, like we could already have had the coronavirus, but we're asymptomatic. Right. So we already have a natural immunity to it. Right. The more people that actually are in public in the more collective immunity you have, the less that the thing can actually spread. Right. Okay. So, I mean, like by quarantining yourself and then everybody going out in public at once, that's when you'd actually get like a massive spike in potentially fatal cases. Yeah. I mean, I guess it can't really hurt to start. And if a week goes by and, they realize that it can't work, then it would just they would just start over next year. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just. All right, I'm an idiot. I think. No, no, not at all. Like you're. You you like that's not an unpopular thing. Like baseball for sure isn't happening because like, fuck the N, uh, MLB owners. They are being such stingy fucks. Like they. They never share additional revenue with players when it's like, I don't know, when times are great. Like the last two years, the MLB has produced like record level revenue mm-hmm. and the MLBPA was even thinking about suing them for colluding on like player contracts. In order for the MLB to fix this, they're going to need to move to a salary cap based system like the NBA or the NFL where your like each team can spend X and you have a minimum of Y. Right. Um, yeah, but the MLB has been fucking over everything for the longest time. The MLB is so mad, like based on what you're saying, I'm so mad at the Cubs. Like because the fact that we win in 2016 and then they're saying that we can't pay everybody – the Yankees don't have a fucking problem paying everybody, and we're the second or third most popular team in the MLB. So I, I, I don't get it. And now they own half of fucking Park Street. So, I mean, I get how they That's can why they can't afford players. But this was before any of this happened. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they were putting more into, like, real estate development to try and increase the value of the franchise as opposed to actually, in like, enhancing the product that they're putting out. They care more about the value of the franchise as a whole to eventually sell it. Because, like, I don't see the Ricketts being owners, like, by the time that we're even, like, in our 40s. Oh, I think they're going to have I mean, yeah, for them, it's a tremendous credit line. But everything that they're doing is like they're they're proffering to build it up and sell it. Like, they've taken the Cubs from, like, what? Like, a $2.2 billion franchise to something over, like, seven or eight? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what, like, they how much they boosted it, even though how many people were still coming to the game. And that also is is helping my point about how, I mean, People didn't want to come here before, even though we had the money, just because they stunk. But yeah. Now we have Theo Epstein and the money, and then we can't pay our guys. Yeah. Epstein's made some shitty calls, though. I mean, he's don't overpaid ever, some... Don't ever say anything bad about him. He is the second coming. I mean, bruh. Don't want to hear the it. Jason Hayward contract. Oh, you... You Darvish contract. Right Jason Hayward is the heart and soul of that fucking team. Without his speech, they don't win the World Series. That I agree with. There is no better right field, right fielder defensively in the game, and it's it's somewhat close, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Jason, you can never hate a guy for getting paid. I mean, he was insanely good. Like he just had like a, like a like the best offensive season of his career the year that he went into free agency. So I mean, like honestly, good on him for bawling the fuck out and being like, yo, pay me. And then he got paid. And then, like, it's not that he's, like, a bad player. It's like he's just slightly overpaid for what he produces offensively. No, right. Okay, so there's pros and cons to that because before he got paid, um, he was still, like, a 265, 15 home run guy. 
when you give someone 225, 225 million, there's going to be people who don't understand the sport or understand the, that. It's like, oh, he's only hitting X amount of home runs. Why are we giving him this much yeah. money? Well, the, the, hit 20. the but, thing is, he is – the game changed from defensive to offensive while Jason Hayward was just the best defender in baseball outfield wise and then his home runs started popping out more and everybody like the chicks dig the long ball movement came into effect and now everybody swings for the fences jason hayward is never going to make an error he will get on base but he's not going to change a game in one swing right yeah everybody everybody else is oh yeah good point but, like, the dude is a hoss. Like, he is big and he is yoked. Yeah. Like, he looks like somebody who has, like, 440 power kind of thing. And it's right. like, where, where is it? That's what, uh, that's my mantra in high school. I was fucking batting ninth. And it was like, oh, let's back this guy up. Nope, it's a bunt to third. Yeah. <laughs> Fly ball to this guy? Yeah, we'll tag on him. Nope, I'm going to throw you at home. Yeah. The thing about... Hayward, too, is that he got mollywopped in the mouth. I get it. You're getting $225 million, Figure it out. Don't have the yips. But, I mean, he got mollywopped in the pitch. You can't, tell, you can't tell anybody on the Cubs to not have the yips. Your fucking pitcher doesn't want to throw over to first because of the yips. Oh, okay. We're talking about one player. We're talking about yippy yips. I have a solution if they would ever let me. Nick Darvish had the yips for a whole season. He's back. He actually did come back and perform pretty well. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's, what was it, $35 million down the drain? I wouldn't say down the drain. My, uh... They got him after they won the World Series. Nope. Didn't they get him the year after they won the World Series? Yeah. Don Lester? No, you Darvish. You oh, Darvish. Oh, okay. The one thing Don I will... Lester was a tremendous signing for the Cubs. Yeah, he just a uh, yippee-yips. The one thing I will miss if um, all these leagues just have to start at a different date, it actually might make it more possible, but my favorite thing to do was a Chicago, 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 Chicago parlay. Oh, big time. The Bears, the Cubs, the Sox, the Blackhawks, and the Bears. Did I say Bears already? Yeah. All of them. Bulls. Yeah, there it is. All of them. And I've done it. I've been able to do it. Um, I've been able to do Cubs, Sox, Bears, Bulls, I think. Or maybe Hawks. But I haven't gotten five. I think I've won the parlay. I've won a Cubs, Sox parlay plenty of times because those are fun to do. I'll do those any day. Because I'm not a – I'm a Sox fan. I'm a Sox to lose. What? What? I'm a, I'm a Sox fan but not a Cubs hater. And I'll kill you, Brady, no problem. Like, what even think it's from me? I always say that I'm a Cubs fan, not a Sox hater. Yeah, but we got we. I know plenty of people who hate the Cubs more than they like the Sox, and I'm like, you're putting your energy I towards Cubs fans more than uh, I don't know. I think I hate them equally, but I, there's Cubs fans at the games that I'm just like, I I can't stand you, and you're just yeah. And we're and we're missing out on the bar blabber of the game being on, and the Cubs and Sox games are coming up next week, and we just scream at each other, buy beers, buy bombs, and just start yelling at each other. When yeah. 
That's my favorite. It's my favorite pastime along with baseball. And if my baseball can be in every one of my pastimes, I'm fine with it. No doubt. But speaking of sports coming back, I put in the doc that we usually use to go along with our podcast mm-hmm. that, um, like, what do you guys think life is going to be like since we just moved into phase three and like things are starting to open up a little bit more for as long as we have it until hopefully it doesn't, the second wing doesn't come. Like, what have you, have you guys been going out? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really trust going out and I don't really need to. I love the fact that we're in everyone's backyard drinking cheaper beer. Yeah. I do miss the bar a little bit, a lot of it, but I, I kind of like this lifestyle. Yeah. Social norms are definitely going to change. Yeah. Kickbacks are going to be way more common. Like you said, like, welcome to the fucking kickback. Kickback, (laughs) bruh. Um, no, but. Like, I think smaller gatherings are going to be way more common. Like you with just like a few boys or like some, like everybody going to one person's place. And like, I think like general cleanliness, like people are going to be washing their hands significantly more often. Um, and just being hyper conscientious of like what's going on around them in a certain way. Yeah. The other thing is like, I think people are going to be like after things open like this sounds weird, but like a little bit more caring about other people because like being stuck, like people who like live in like a one bedroom apartment or something yeah. where they're literally like shacked up by themselves for this long, you got to be going fucking berserk. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you firsthand cause I'm back working at, uh, at a restaurant and we have, only outdoor seating. I have to wear a mask and gloves the entire time. Um, but like glove gets dirty, take it off, wash your hands, put on another glove, that kind of thing. Um, and there are the people who are coming out right now, going to restaurants are the parents who have been with their kids for, for far too long. And, oh, yeah. and so that shit. yeah. And they get to the restaurant and I do my little spiel, like, thanks for coming back to support, um, like, feel good to be out. And the amount of people who are, like, like tipping is great, like, when people are just happy to be out. But, like, these people were, like, take these monies and get, keep me away from my kids for two hours. Right. And so, like, the like we have tables that have to be eight feet apart because you have to account for like chairs backing up and everything like that. But there are some people who just don't give a fuck anymore and who are like over this whole thing. And I'm sitting there like, you can't just be over it, over it, you know, (laughs) like it's not something that you're just like, okay, I'm done with this. And like, you can like, I'm wearing a mask like these people can't drink and eat with a mask on, but like if you need to go use the restroom, put a mask on, all that good jazz. But like people are getting drunk, drunk and eating oh, yeah. good. And like I I don't know when indoor seating is gonna be a thing. Like I don't know when the next time we're gonna be able to pull out a bar stool, sit down and watch a fucking Phase game. Four, baby. Yeah, but like, dude, nobody fucking knows. And yeah. ever like this one dumbass who I work with, she was like, um, I don't know, like, should we like blah, blah, blah. Isn't there supposed to be a second wave in November? And I was like, you think this fucking virus has a schedule? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, is this is this on an Excel file that I can look at? Because yeah. I'd like to plan around it. No, like this shit's going to happen due to what we do. It's, it's not like November 1st, here comes a second wave. Everybody stay home. That's like people over equating it to the flu because they're like, oh, flu season's going to kick up again in October. Like who the fuck is a different virus? Like, and there's, you know what I mean? And I think, I think so many, I've, I had to like work the carry out phone before and like, I'm face to face with customers, but like somewhat of a distance and the amount of people who just like don't know how to talk anymore to like other people is outrageous. I answered the phone one time and the guy answers. He's like, hello. I was like, how you doing? Thanks for calling. Um, what can I do for you? And he was like, you guys open? Like, yeah. Answered the phone, buddy. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, you guys got a deal today. And I told him our deal and he was like, great. Um, I'm going to finish mowing my lawn. You mind if I call you back? Nope, sorry. Yeah, what? For sure, buddy. I'm waiting on the call. One one phone call per household, buddy. Can't call back. You've been to yeah. a lot of restaurants where one person just sits by the phone and they pay him to just answer the phone? Yeah. I got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a call in like 35. Will you be there? Dude, fucking <laughs> learn how to talk again, brother. And like yeah, one gr- you like you're one of his boys. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll be right back, dude. Just mowing my lawn, dude. I was like, I feel like you could have made this call after you mowed the lawn and just been ready to rock. Yeah. And then another woman called and she was like, are you open? I was like, yes. And she was like, oh, really? Like, have you heard of any riots happening? And I was like, I'm not the fucking news. I work at a restaurant. Like, how am I supposed yeah. like, <laughs> I have been at work for four hours, not allowed to look at my phone. I have no idea what the world is like outside these doors. Like, use, use your brain power, folks. Why would you be calling to see if they're open if she knows about the riots? Right. I'm sitting here. She's really worried about Is she really that worried about it that she's like, hmm, there's like a slight chance that there's going to be a riot outside. But, yeah, I'm really trying to grab a beer and a burger right now. Like, right. Yeah. Wait. No, scratch that. I'll choose delivery. Let's get one of you guys in danger. Like, yeah. So the people's fucking just self-awareness and like understanding communication skills and everything. Um, it was kind of funny though. Cause I had, I was serving a table of like four girls and um, after I gave them their checks and everything, one girl wrote on the receipt, her number with the, with the little statement being, I want to see what's under the mask. And I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. So I sent a picture of it to my buddy James, and hopefully he followed through with it. <laughs> I'm taken. I can't be having that responsibility. Please take this number off my hands, my friend. Oh, man. That's always when it happens. When you have a girlfriend, they want to write their numbers on the receipt. I thought it was funny, so I told her about it anyway. It's not like she's going to listen to this and then find out for the first time. We shared a laugh. It was funny. It's yeah. like, I'm wearing a mask. I got gloves on. In what world are, is like this the most attractive guy you've seen in, in, in the last month and a half? I tell you oh, what, dude, dude people are horned up right <laughs> now. If you're single watching this, listening to this podcast and you don't use that line, then I don't know. <laughs> no one cared about me. No one cared about me until I put on the mask. Ooh, that was pretty good. That was good. The yeah. other, the other like coronavirus pickup line that I've seen or heard a lot is like, if this COVID nineteen virus doesn't take you out, can I? 
Nice. I was like, oh, cornball. <laughs> well, I mean, all pickup lines are corny. You got to use the corniest one. That usually gets them to laugh, and then they're just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. At least you try. Just at least try. Yeah. yeah. Like you were talking about earlier, like taking chances and anything. That's anything like, just try it. Yeah. yeah. You can never know unless you try. Exactly, Brady. I think that's a good message to leave everybody off on. You want to take us out with that? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just want to let everybody know if you're going back out there, be safe. This thing isn't going away. And um, if you had time and you were working from home and you didn't do anything that, like you didn't learn Spanish or you didn't build a house inside your house, it's okay. But now's the time when you get back out there and you, you just try new things. Try and talk to somebody new. Try and meet somebody new. Get out of your circles and just explore the world. I've been uh, learning sign language, so um, here we go. My name, P-A-T-R-I-C-K. Nailed it. Bang. I haven't learned anything cool yet. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Like Brady said, stay safe. Don't be dumb. This isn't something you can just get over. And also, give your time, your money, learn, listen, Be a better person in the next month than you were the previous month. Um, Thank you for tuning back in. Brez, hit us, baby. Give us something. Give us the money. I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm slow. If you guys haven't noticed that already. But. I'm wide. (laughs) I've always been slow. Um, No, but honestly, we live in like a pretty fragile time right now. So the least we can do is lend support to the people that we love, like our friends and our friends of different races. Like now is the best time to lend support, back people up, give them an ear, give them whatever type of support that you can offer to your best ability. Heard. No doubt, that was worth the wait. Go Bulls, peace out. Thanks, everybody. See us next time. with me get high and catch a vibe with me this music that make you feel good do it for the real ones do it while i still can this is for the real fans we singing along with the satellite shows i know i ain't so fly don't you think so too shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu on the block cruise with the sunroof open i'm the one who everybody love everybody want to be like me i cha-cha real smooth do 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 i break rules and race roofs sip great goose with great juice i make moves and i make the music and hey lucy told me